0: also just don't like being vulnerable and i don't like crying and so um just learning to cry (laughs) and yes communicating when i feel like i've been betrayed or been hurt hey there gals hey there gals and welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast.
1: I'm Hannah. I'm emotionally stable. And I'm
0: Emily. I'm an emotional wreck. And welcome to our podcast. <laughs> so The Bachelor, my dude, my The Bachelor. So I, so I didn't watch it. Um, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. We went from 11 girls to 4. Oh, like literally hometowns is next week's like one time this episode goes up. We're going to hometowns.
1: Um, well, you know, if they would stop ending each episode halfway through a rose ceremony,
0: then maybe we wouldn't have had to rush. So spoiler alert, if you have not watched the episode or you're behind, you don't want to hear this. Maybe skip forward about like five minutes or so. But your girl, Abigail, she gone. She went to
1: I would just like to say I did not watch the episode, but I am very salty with Matt um, because I saw a video on TikTok about how disrespectful he spoke to my girl, Abigail.
0: Shout out to you, girl. Come on the podcast. We'll chat. Well, like, the thing is, it's, mm. it, he was like, I was so emotionally secure and I really—bullshit. Uh, like if you, I gave you,
1: I gave you the first impression, impression rose, so that I could go explore everyone else.
0: Like that, that is like bullshit of like a guy being like, I wanted to take a break so I could go hook up with these other girls to know if I still liked you or not. Like, then bitch, I didn't need like, to test my feelings for you. So yeah, I don't and understand. He literally like barely gave her
1: time a day. The only reason he kept giving her roses was when she was like very vulnerable with him. Like yeah. I was just, I was so, I just, mm, I love her so much. Because Honestly, I just think she's just, like, a gal and, like, a like a little queen. And I just adore her on Instagram. And I was so salty. And I didn't
0: even watch it. Like, even if what he said is true. And I, I get, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do the first two one-on-ones with her. And, like, just try things out. But then, like, by the third one, if you still really liked her that much, you're going to want to see her. Like, yep. and the logic. But you're going to give what's-her-face... A second one-on-one? I don't remember who it was, honestly. like I He don't, gave someone I, a second one-on-one? And still did not give another girl. Like There's one girl who still hasn't had a one-on-one. i got to look up the names. Hold on. I'm Man, sorry. Man, if I
1: were her, if I were the girl that still hasn't had a one-on-one yet, I would have walked my ass out of the door.
0: It's like, because we're going Because at this hometown. point, we're literally
1: going to hometowns. How are you going to take me home if you've not even spent more than
0: five minutes with me? I think she went away. I am terrible with the names you guys. i I apologize. Um, I cannot keep track because I watch it while not watching, watching it. it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is because I was recapping it because if I'm watching it Monday nights and like we're like on stories talking about it, like I'm in tune with it. But this past time I was watching it, I was watch- catching it up, and I was like doing laundry cleaning. You, you know. literally
1: realized we were together on Monday. And could have watched it together. I almost said something, but I. didn't. I almost said two, but we, you know, we were like, we were just like chilling, so.
0: I was also in a mood because of everything going on my yeah, life. Yeah, we
1: were in a mood and we needed Chick Fil A, so it's fine. It's fine. I'll watch it this weekend. I'll get caught up. I really there's don't tea care. I really
0: need to catch the gals up on, like you gals. I need there's tea. I gotta catch y'all up on. Maybe we should but, just like
1: have a have a whole like tea party episode where but we just I think like, the
0: tea party is gonna have to be in the in the secret Facebook community. Okay, yeah, it's let's gonna, gonna have, have a tea, tea party. Be, it's yeah. gonna have to be a mini episode that we put. For our secret Facebook community, people only. And I'm here for this,
1: and we'll just call it the tea party.
0: Exactly, I love because it because I'm here. That's the only way I feel like I'm going to be able to talk about it. And and I'm not saying this to like literally like be like. I mean, obviously, I want you guys to join the Facebook group, clearly. obviously because it's a but, it's freaking fun. But I think you know it's a it, it, it would feel more safer and like we could all just spill our collective tea together and just have like this little community going on. So. Maybe we'll do it for that. Maybe it'll be like a little bonus episode. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I like that it. idea. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, our little girl Kit Kat. She went home voluntarily. Um, I'm not what? surprised. Uh, she's adorable. Do not get me wrong. She is adorable. But I think she's more just like you know. I'm here for the fat bit bun boxes. The gummy. Well, bear she haircut. was already
1: an influencer way prior to this.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't blame her if she wanted more followers. Like,
1: yeah. I also just feel like she, she's still too She's, still she's young. so young. She's still young. She and was like,
0: literally telling Matt, she's like, I don't want to have kids till I'm 25. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. You're 21 years old. Yeah. So um, I just don't think they were like a good
1: match as far as like age wise. I think she'll find someone who's going to like be great for her. But
0: she is definitely Bachelor in Paradise material, though. I mean, I wouldn't hate
1: it. I've never really watched Bachelor in Paradise, her, but I probably would I if Kit see was on her
0: it. her and Demi being really good friends. I see it. I'm manifesting it. You're We're manifesting their it. friendship. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Um, oh, there was one girl. I think it was Brie. She confessed that she literally quit her job to come on this show. And I'm like, girly, man, woman, whomever, don't do that do not quit your job to come on this show because like what have you gone home like night one i mean unless you unless you hate your job and you're gonna quit anyway i think she the, had like a very high like power playing job and I, i'm like i'm, just, I'm sorry I'm just, that's like, like mm. that would
1: be like playing the lottery with your job like oh i'm i might win so no like i'm just like i'm never gonna give up my job for a man for a man like i said unless it's one you really don't like
0: money for a man <laughs> That's what I just come back to. Like,
1: All I have to say is, I kind of, one, I think Matt looks way more fun on Instagram and TikTok. For real. Um, for two, real. I- Two, he sent home Katie,
0: and that was kind of it for me, so. <laughs> You've just been on the I hate Matt train since then, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, since I don't really know anything about him. I mean, no one really does. My nana literally texted me that night, and she was like, what does he do for a living again? <laughs> I forget. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know think he he's like in a New real York estate with- broker, and he also owns like a charity for children. That is the extent of it that I know.
1: Yeah, like I don't feel like I know anything about him, and all that has really happened in the house is a whole bunch of drama. Yeah, it's been so, it's been disgusting. It's been really drama heavy, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever.
0: I mean, I so. think it's also why it's gone down from like eleven to four so suddenly. It's because he's just trying to get rid of the drama. But I feel like the batch, like the producers this season, have just been super toxic. Like, what was the point of having Heather? come on like i don't understand what the point of that is was Is she still there No, she leave? came and left she he literally walked her out to her minivan also why was she driving a minivan also like you're imagine being her coming there quarantining for 14 days to make an appearance and then yeet the fuck out of there like he did not want her also, there hannah brown is a shitty fucking friend why did you not just give him Matt's number <laughs>
1: Yeah, why did she encourage that?
0: Why did you not just if you're friends with both of them, why did you not just give her Matt's number? Like I don't understand the logic there. Well, did they like, know each
1: other over quarantine? Like I don't, I don't think really think so.
0: I I don't think okay, so. Okay. I'm just okay. like I, Hannah and Heather were on the same season. They were on the redacted season. But Yes. I yes, think, I remember this now. Yeah, I think either the producers were like, ooh, what's a way to add drama? Let's bring back an old person like how we did with Hannah Brown and Peter. Let's um, bring back Heather or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Heather really did really want to meet Matt and she just showed the fuck up and the producers was like, okay. It's just, Let's just roll with it, roll guys. Let's just roll Let's with just it. Just we roll it. We need content. We need drama. <laughs> so I really don't know. It's just been a very much like a clusterfuck this season. I'm, I don't like it. I I was really looking forward to this season, which sucks. I'm hoping maybe that we're in hometowns, it'll be a bit more interesting. But Yeah, yeah. Who really knows, honestly? I don't know. I'm just like I'm not holding my breath. The fact that I am now just like somebody who's been watching The Bachelor since twenty sixteen, the fact that I'm now just like eh with it, I don't need it to live, man. Look at you. Gross. I don't need it. And then after all the Chris Harrison controversy and everything, I'm just like, mm, this really is a very fucked up television show. Honestly, if you want to see how fucked up this television show is, there is a show on Bravo some, uh, somewhere. It's called Unreal. It's a scripted show. It's fiction. But it's called Unreal. And it basically is a behind-the-scenes look at a show that's similar to The Bachelor. It's about a girl who becomes a producer. She was, like, blackmailed and becoming a producer for this show that's very much like The Bachelor. And it shows, like, the manipulative fucking tactics the producers and the editors go through to get these bitches to cry and, like, basically just, like, emotionally sabotage them. Um, And, like, I get it's fiction, but, like, at the same time, I'm like, "Mm, it wouldn't fucking shock me. Yeah. There's a girl on TikTok who said, like, she left night one. And, you know, you leave night one. Like, a lot of people, like, when they cry, leave night one. You're like, why are you crying? Like, did you really think you were going to make it this far? Like, it's only night one. Why are you crying? But she was like, I was standing there, like, outside the mansion, night one, after just getting dumped. And, like, I wasn't really crying. And then the producers were like, well, I mean, this really must be a low moment for you, considering you just lost your brother and your father and you know you really don't have anything else left to lose like just literally like like manipulating her and just being like assholes to the point where she was just crying and i'm like that's so fucked up just for a tear on camera i'm telling you no one works Ooh. harder in hollywood than chris jenner and the bachelor producers i mean they got to i guess For it to still be going on, you know. I really want to get a girl who's been on the show before, though, and I just want to spill some tea. Like, let's talk about how toxic it is. Because Hannah Goodwin, Goodwin, her fiancé, whose name I forget. I I have no idea, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Dylan, he has spilled some tea. About uh, this whole franchise lately after everybody, how they're treating Heather for coming on the show like at this last moment. So, yeah, I mean, just a lot of... Rachel Lindsay is very adamant about speaking out up against how toxic this show is and how racist the show is. So, who knows? This may be... I don't know if it's going to be... I don't think this is the end of The Bachelor, but I definitely see this starting to be the downhill drop. I think yeah, that I can is. see a lot of people dropping, like,
1: ratings dropping yeah. off. Yeah, so. because...
0: I mean... We'll see. None of the... Cu- I, mean, I mean, look at it. Like, how many couples are still together? None. Not any. I mean, there's a and Zach. There's a couple. Well, I mean, there's a couple. There's a Rachel couple. Lindsay I was being... And, yeah, Rachel and Lindsay and Herbu, they're still together. Um <laughs> <Is that> it?
1: <laughs> JoJo. Uh, there's like a, JoJo and Jordan. Say, there's a couple, but I don't really know them. Like, I'm thinking like winners.
0: That. Like, winners. Not like... Yeah. Uh, people who met in Paradise, but like winners. Like only a handful i think
1: yeah because it's rushed and you have to propose
0: it's yeah yeah no 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 so
1: c'est la vie wow but yeah so fun so maybe we'll catch up maybe we
0: won't who knows yeah but what is your captivation for this week let's get in something happy let's talk about something exciting what is your captivation so, I have not been buying
1: anything lately, Mood. because
0: I, yeah,
1: I don't know, just trying to save money, and we' well, so, got a new like, abode. Yes, I have a new abode that I want to decorate and everything that I want is I like... sent her like a
0: detailed exp- Googled doc of decor. Get you,
1: get you a friend like Emily. I, I was like, I need help decorating. And she was like, send me the inspo. Like, I got you. I sent her Pinterest pictures within an hour. I have a <laughs> Google doc with links to all of the
0: things I could want ever I in needed my house. a distraction and it was prime like sh- i get to shop and it's not my money okay say less I was like i
1: literally was like adding things to my target cart and the total was like a couple hundred
0: dollars i was like
1: okay girl like we're just <laughs> gonna
0: put these there and then we're gonna think on this yeah um, I, I was like i apologize for like you know there's like cb2 west elm target amazon it's yeah, all, it's all, like over, the all place. over the place urban outfitters <laughs> it's fine. But uh,
1: Captivation this week is a song. So um, Emily Bear is like an incredible musician um, whom I feel like I have known prior to TikTok, but she's really big on TikTok. She is literally working on the Bridgerton musical with Abigail. Oh, my God. Cannot remember her last name. Barlow, yes. Um, I was like, what? Um, Anyways, so they both do like their own music on the side. And so Emily Bear just released a song called You Suck. Y'all, it's a bop and a half. I've listened to it. It Uh, is a bop. I'm going to put it on my repeat repeat playlist. There's literally a line in there that's like, if we were married, I'd get divorced. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: shit.
1: It's like, you suck. I hate everything about you. And I'm like, this is literally a bop. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It starts out like real, like not, like it starts out this different vibe and Mm -hmm. it's real pretty. And then it like goes into this like boppy pop song and I'm like wow this is it so they're just killing the game and um, makes me
0: really excited to release my own music so yes yeah. we're all excited for that trust me I've already had your song stuck in my head like waking up the other morning I was like fuck my god Hannah you, you You
1: texted me that my other best friend texted me and said we're listening to your song in the car and I was like wow this is really cool I woke up so. and I was like
0: god damn it I hate you so
1: much <laughs> <laughs> Hee <He-he-he. laughs> So, um yeah, so yeah, what about you? What's your captivation of the week?
0: So breaking news, I'm like low-key kind of obsessed with a Marvel show, WandaVision. Um I'm not okay. I'm not a big superhero personnel. Um it's not really like my genre. It's not cinema, it's movies. Yeah, I'm not really into the Marvel cinematic universe. I'm not really a big superhero film. I've never seen I've seen like the first Avengers, that is it. Um I haven't seen Infinity War. haven't seen Endgame. Sorry I'm not sent through a fucking three-hour-long film. It's not really my jam. I don't care. Uh, but you put Elizabeth Olsen in front of my face, and I'm like, ooh, I'll happily watch. <laughs> I love her. I think she's a, a dime. She is gorgeous, and I just think she's super talented, uh, and I love her sisters. But I was really curious about WandaVision because – That's the only superhero I think is interesting because she can fucking do so many damn things. She's telekinetic, she's telepathic, she can alter reality, she can like just do all this stuff. Like, she has these really cool powers. And just the premise of the show is every single episode is a different genre and period of TV. So it starts off in the 50s, then the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Next week's, this tomorrow's episode is going to be the 2000s. Um, is it like on TV? Like at real it's on time? Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Okay, okay. I was like, are you watching it real time? No, it's on Disney Plus. Okay, um, okay. It takes place after Avengers Endgame, so I didn't really know much about that. Spoiler: If you haven't seen it, then I don't fucking care. I all I know is that like there's th- Thanos dead kills a fuck ton of people i don't really know anything about the whole mcu i really don't care also at the same time went straight <laughs> over my head so you're gonna you ruin blaine, anything for me does blaine watch the marvel like films is he in the superhero films i don't know okay all right sweet um uh, i'm not yeah. big we're not big movie people um Boy, boy, that I'm like friends with is really—he got me really into it. Uh, I watched it one time I was over at his house, and I was like, "Sure, like I'll watch it." Like it seems interesting, and I'm like addicted because you put you. This is the thing you. Ha- this is how you get me addicted. You put it in a TV format with cliffhangers, and I'm automatically going to be compelled to watch it because yep. that's just how my brain is. I cannot sit through a three-hour-long film. Like if this was a film, I would have never turned it on because I'm like. No, this is gonna be god awful long. Like, I do not care. You're not gonna hold my attention span. But you put it in 30 minute episodes, you got me. And then also you put Elizabeth Olsen, and then also you have somebody who has like witch like powers. Like, all I want to be is telepathic and telekinetic. So you give me a, a superhero character that's like that, and I I will watch it. And it's really really interesting. I think honestly you would like it because I don't know much about the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I've been able to keep up with it. Yeah, um, it sounds interesting. I'm more of a TV gal
1: than I am a movie gal because yeah. I don't like the commitment of movies. They're too long for me. I'm similar to you. I get bored.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, if, unless it's like really good movie that I'm good. Yeah. I'm hooked, but. so I think I think low key like if Blaine is into like superhero stuff, I feel I'm like sure you guys he are is. We just I think we've
1: been to like one superhero movie. But we also just don't watch a lot of movies together. We watch more shows. Like,
0: for me to only, like, just know a bare minimum. And, like, Boy Boy was just able to catch me up on, like, everything. Like, quickly, He's like, this is all you need to know. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. But, like, I also liked not knowing a lot of stuff. Because I was able to kind of figure it out. They made it to where, like, if you haven't seen anything before, you are kind of going to be able to figure it out along with the characters. So nice i think it's really cool cool and interesting i I like the way they've done it so that's my little tidbit um i've now i'm just addicted so i'm fine with that and i hate addicted i just can't binge watch it every week um that's the thing like i wish i could go ahead and binge watch the whole season but um disney plus wants to torture me and release it week by week so nice love that for you yeah so we want to do a couple of housekeeping things before we dive into this week's episode which was low-key my idea but i think hannah's gonna take the reins this <laughs> <laughs> i'm making her take the reins this week her idea and i kind of took <laughs> over so it's fine, it's fine. you I feel like have a lot more knowledge about this than i really do honestly but a couple of housekeeping things we want to talk about is make sure you follow us on instagram our joint instagram is at the gals guide pod my individual one is at emily elise that is al L-E-E-C-E. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then like you said before, make sure you guys are following us on Facebook in our secret Facebook group, the Gal Scouts, where we upload secret content and exclusive content for those eyes only. And if you want to hear on the T and the details, make sure you're listening and following on there. And then last but not least, subscribe, re- and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify because we live for those reviews and we might give you a shout out on our Instagram and In a future episode. So. The
1: floor is yours, my dear. We today are talking about... Nothing other than emotional intelligence. What is that? I don't have it. (laughs) Mm. Well, that's a good thing you asked. So um, I was looking on the line and I found a nice definition um, that I think you will understand very, very easily. Um, So it's the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotion and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously. (laughs) That's a word. That's a tongue twister right there, speech pathologist. Judiciously and empathetically. It said it was noted like the key to both personal and professional success.
0: So is it like the same as probably being like emotionally available and mature in a way?
1: Yeah, I I definitely think there you like you would need to have some emotional maturity to like have emotional intelligence.
0: Because like Um, low key, like I honestly... And I don't know, I'm being like sincere when I say this. I know that I also have like fear of vulnerability, intimacy that I'm still struggling with. So therefore I am not 100% emotionally available. And I know that I need to work on that. And I have been working on that for quite some time. It's just, you know, we keep getting dumped. And a little regression Mm -hmm. goes back and just the walls get a little higher. Um, The glass gets a little thicker, if you will. But (laughs) I also have realized how much like your prefrontal cortex, which is the front lobe of your brain, not like Mm -hmm. lobe, but like section of your brain, is connected to your emotional responses and awareness and things like that. And... That's why we always say, um, don't date men under 25, and I'm talking to myself when I say that because I really need to fucking stop that because their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until then. Uh, Nate Archibald, fully developed prefrontal cortex. The actor, the musician, the music. no, I'm sorry, the musician was 30 years old. He has a fully developed brain. Yeah, he just, like, might have been lacking <laughs> it's in It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the doctor... All under 25, all underdeveloped prefrontal cortexes. But I also realized that people who have ADHD, I forgot, we also don't have a fully developed prefrontal cortex, hence why we have ADHD. That's like the whole fucking thing because your prefrontal cortex, I'm going to say that word five more times, (laughs) it's connected to your attention span and so it's underdeveloped. So I'm also like always been wondering I'm like, is that why I feel emotionally hindered in some ways? Is it connected to ADHD? Is it can is it something more than that? Or is it all linked to more just trauma and um attachment styles and things like that? Um, and hindrance in those kind of ways. So that was one reason why I thought it would be an interesting topic to talk about today, because there's so many different things that kind of go into it that makes someone emotionally intelligent. I think it's easy to say that women are inherently more emotionally intelligent because we mature, quote unquote, faster than boys. I mean, we do. It's not a quote unquote thing. I think mean, I've heard that by the time a woman is twenty years old, a man an, um, has the emotional intelligence of a ten-year-old. So you know, that's nice. where, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Let's see why I'm struggling out here, Hannah.
1: <laughs> you got to stop dating them under twenty-five, Emily. That's that's what you have to do. Oh, no. You have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, speaking of The Bachelor franchise, um, we had a nice little uh, little conversation on Tasha's season between Bennett and that guy I can't remember his name <laughs> with the mustache that got shaved off because Tasha told him to Fox shave if it if I know. But anyway, so Bennett was uh, telling this kid that this kid. he basically—I can't remember his name—but <laughs> he basically he basically was a kid; he was really young. Um, but he was telling him that he didn't have all of the components of emotional intelligence, which he listed off to be self awareness, self regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. And I can't remember which one this kid didn't have. But um, all Bennett of them. was Bennett was you know going on and on about Don't how Bennett does. It. Um, you know, going on going on and being Bennett, <laughs> anyways, but it was interesting that he brought those up. So, like, I did a little bit of digging, and those are like five things that you're supposed to have mm-hmm. um in order to have that like emotional intelligence. Okay. So I don't necessarily think there's a specific order, and if there is, I am sorry. yeah, um, but so one of the ones that he had mentioned was self-awareness. so, Basically, that just means that you have the ability to, like, recognize your emotions and understand your own emotions. Um, And this goes beyond just, like, the awareness factor of it. This also is talking about, like, being able to monitor your own emotions Mm. and then recognize your different emotional reactions and be able to correctly identify each individual emotion. So it's, like, taking it a step further. Interesting.
0: Because I feel like... There are moments – I took a little quiz before we jumped onto this because I wanted to see what it said. And it said I was okay with emotional intelligence. I wasn't, like, completely comprehending it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because a lot of the scenarios I was thinking of where I'm, like, where I didn't understand my emotions, it was because I was being gaslit and Mm -hmm. manipulated to think that my emotions were invalid and crazy. And so – After that, it's taken a lot of therapy, cognitive therapy for me to be like, no, this is okay. This is an appropriate reaction. You are not crazy. You are not overreacting. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Anybody who has like emotional or like I'm sorry, anybody who has like mental like illnesses, like depression, anxiety, a lot of times you're questioning that, especially with anxiety. I mean, there's times where I've had panic attacks, and it's like, why the fuck am I having a panic attack? Until like you sit Mm -hmm. there and you're like, Think about it. Calm down. Like, Collect yourself. What's the emotion. Like, There's yeah, a like reason. what is this
1: stemming from? Yep. There's a reason. Figuring out what it is. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. it's so easy to just jump to. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, think for a second. Like, there is a reason. And being able to, I guess, just be aware of your feelings and how your feelings and emotions affect other people. And yeah, I think a lot of women are more in tune with that more than men are because men are just told so often to suppress their emotions and not really think of them. And so they don't know how to properly identify when they're stressed or when they're depressed or whatever it may be. Yeah, and I think too, like, like people, I think –
1: When I think of people who are, like, really self-aware, I think of people who, like, journal every day or, like, meditate or, like, practice mindfulness or, like, pay really, really close attention to their thoughts or they, like, reflect a lot on, like, things that are going on
0: and then – or, like, they're using, like, positive self-talk. Yeah. I think if you have a good sense of self-worth, you're probably probably good at it, which I do. Um, and I think we both do. I think – and then the ability to take that – construct like if you were like – with your music, my film, like being able to take like constructive criticism. I mean I've literally asked ex-boyfriends like for constructive criticism in our relationships. But like what could yeah, I like, improve what on? What could I have done What could I have, have done, done differently? <laughs> uh, so I think like there's a point where I think just women are more open to – being self-reflective and being self-aware in that. And I think that when we had Christy on recently talking about self-reflection and everything and seeing if you're really truly happy in what you are in your life, I think that's a really important key factor of it, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's a really big piece of that, like, emotional intelligence puzzle.
0: And using a growth mindset, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something yeah. that... I was taught more about a fixed versus growth mindset. I was taught a lot about that in grad school of being Mm -hmm. like, I very much have a fixed mindset with math. I don't believe I can get any better with it because there's no proven facts of it. And I don't choose to believe otherwise. I don't choose the growth mindset with math. I'm sorry. Never will. But with math is not it. Math is not (laughs) it. There's just no time. I mean, I don't have the time to waste on algebra. I'm sorry. But like. It doesn't affect your your well-being. Literally have not used the Pythagorean (laughs) theorem in a day since I left geometry or whatever the fuck class that was. (laughs) I don't even remember, <laughs> like San Canto, San Sin, whatever it was. I don't know. Never need to remember. But g- cosine, sine, tangent. girl. Sure, cosine, but like damn and it, tangent. if I don't know the formulation for a slope. It's y equals mx plus b. I don't. Why do I need that? Why do I need that? I never need that fucking shit in my life. Okay, I digress. I hate mathematicians.
1: <laughs> Sorry if you like math. Anyways. <laughs>
0: It's Satan. Anyways. I'm fine with that mindset. However, with my career, with everything else, with love, with relationships, I have more of a growth mindset. There was something that I realized the other day, and I think I told you, and I think this applies to a growth mindset. Is Mm -hmm. you can literally look at my love life and think, Wow, how does she still think love is out there? She's been jaded so many times. But I have a growth mindset about it because I see love through my parents. I see love through you and your boyfriend. And I see how much love I give other people. So I know that that love is out there. And it's that growth mindset of not letting some dumbass curly-haired boy fuck up my dreams and my life. Like... And it's just yeah. keeping that growth mindset instead of thinking, I'm never going to be loved. No one's ever going to love me. It's so easy to get into that negative self talk. And I think that when you're able to give such a positive reflection of yourself and think of the positive effects that you have on other people, yeah, you're going to have flaws. And I think no, being aware of those flaws, super emotional intelligence. When you just push those aside, oh, yeah. no, no, like no one's perfect, sweetie. Like you have flaws, and the farther you push them down, the more they're going to try and wiggle their way up in conflicts and in intimate settings and things like that yeah
1: no definitely I 100% agree with that and I think too like you can take even if you have been jaded in the past and you have a growth mindset you can take everything that you've learned that worked for you and apply it to all of the future things in your life so just like it's just like it's literally yeah it's literally flipping how you perceive what happened and like trying to take something
0: from it to better yourself in the future or to better the next thing in the future? There was something that I think that applies to this that I I saw on TikTok and it reminded me of what my therapist said to me. And it was such a fixed mindset that I had on the type of men I attracted. And I was like, why do I always attract like guys who don't want commitment? Like, why do I always attract these type of guys? And just like blaming them, giving an external blame um, so I didn't mm-hmm. take responsibility mm-hmm. for it. Um, which is for that yeah and you were opening yourself up to
1: those yeah. kind well, of well my
0: therapist people my therapist always told me she was like it's not just you everybody else is meeting these same people everybody else is meeting these people who have commitment issues who have a fear of it who have a fear of intimacy everybody else is meeting these people they just know how to say no instead of boundary i don't yeah that's what it is and so give me more of that growth mindset of It's not I have responsibility in this situation, taking responsibility, taking accountability in it and then taking accountability and making a change in it um, instead of just blaming external sources and not taking responsibility for it. I think it's great emotional intelligence.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I guess that kind of leads into the next thing about like being able to self-regulate, which this is like. I think this for me is a really hard thing: mm-hmm. is learning how to express your emotions appropriately. But this doesn't mean like diluting your emotions, but just finding like the right time and place to express them. For me, I'm very quick to um, be hot-headed mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. um, be slightly bitchy, uh-huh. um, and I don't, and I, and it comes from a place of like I. I feel a bunch of emotions all at once and I'm quick to respond to what I'm feeling without taking the time to just kind of sit on it for a minute and be like, okay, so like what was what was the tone that this person was using? What were they trying to get across to me? I decided that I'm gonna Did they mean it? I'm Did just, they mean it the way that it came across? And no, they didn't. Um, so This is a lot why of times- I'm a
0: proponent for phone calls and why anytime I think I'm going to say something that's going to possibly offend Hannah, I'm just going to send a voice memo of it <laughs> so she knows exactly the tone I'm saying it in. Because cause me and Emily have this relationship where we just kind of like say it as it is.
1: And she'll be like, I didn't mean to offend I you. And I'm like, like well, it sounded like I it. And she's like, like, let me just send it in a voice I text. Like, I literally
0: was just saying it like... <laughs> so nonchalantly like it didn't mean anything. I was like I was like yeah, and all these so times where I'm like why is that the one thing that you like picked
1: up on? It? I know. I know. So so for me this is this is the hardest part of emotional intelligence in my opinion f- like personally because while I don't want to dilute what I'm feeling because what I'm feeling is valid there are right times and right places to express how you're feeling and and trying to determine what kind of manner is going to um, not come across in the best way, but like not worse in the situation. And so I think there's a lot of things that you can do to try to help with this. And first off, you just have to kind of be like, mindful and open and kind to your thoughts and your feelings. Um, and you have to kind of find ways to manage the emotions that are most difficult for you. So for me, it's when I'm angry and I feel like I've been attacked like personally. So those are the ones that are most difficult for me because it's, it, to me, it feels like a slap at my, um, character, which I know it's not, but it, those are the ones that are most difficult for me. So what I've had to do is change my mindset and view those times as opportunities to respond in a way that's not going to make the situation worse.
0: Yeah. Um, There's so many times I think about even in my life, like when I have had certain fights, like with like guys I've dated, like if I had just like stepped away For, like, a day. Uh, Probably would have not had a fight. Like, probably would have been able to be like, oh, okay, like, and assess the situation at the time. But for me, it's learning not to bottle up my emotions and to be able to communicate them better because the person can't read my mind when I've been hurt because it's so easy for yep. me as somebody who struggles with codependency to just like stifle my emotions stifle when I'm upset because my feelings don't matter it matters when I make the other person like their va- emotions valid and everything like that um I also just don't like being vulnerable and I don't like crying and so um just learning to cry <laughs> And yes communicating when i feel like i've been betrayed or I've been hurt and not like there are so many times when i just like texted a guy the other day like it's very short simple like can't you piss me off and i texted him like the very short reply and i was like i didn't put an exclamation point he's gonna think i'm mad at him and my friend was like who and cares like, no. who cares <laughs> hey, th- you are mad at him <laughs> like who cares
1: yeah yeah and and i And like we say, uh, in like every single episode, it, it's important to practice your communication skills because they are just like so important when you're trying to express your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings. And another thing kind of like going off of what I was saying earlier is that like, when you're trying to self-regulate, you need to recognize that you are in control of your emotions. Um, it might seem like it just like happens but like you can calm yourself down or you can mm-hmm. um you know try to flip your mindset it's just a little bit harder to do that and takes a lot of time and patience and practice um oh, yeah. but then also you also need to accept your emotions as they come because they're valid and everybody feels every emotion that's why we have these made up terms for every emotion that you feel and so it's like it's it's like finding the nice balance i think yeah yeah not letting yourself get too worked up to where it's you hu- end up hurting yourself more the goal is to not hurt yourself more it's to help you learn how to express them In a way that works for you. And
0: I mean, there are scenarios because I mean, like I think about the fight that I have the doctor, the fight that the infamous fight that happened where we broke up and I was crying in the middle of a street corner. And I remember saying to him, like, I don't know why I'm crying right now. I don't know why I'm freaking the fuck out. If I like I, I didn't know that at the time I was being gaslit and manipulated. I will say that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't really know that's what he was doing.
1: I didn't really know it was a thing until this whole situation happened with you guys either. And it was a
0: friend who was with us at the time who like has a fucking degree in psychology. Um, She was like he's gaslighting you. I'm like what the fuck is that? And she like told me and I was like he invalidated your emotions. Like he like was making you sound like it was your fault and you were crazy when like your emotions were valid, which only heightens your emotions and makes you more out of control and feel like you are crazy because you're not, you you thought you knew why you were having this emotion, but now you don't because someone else is invalidating them. And like, they're really good at it to where it sounds like they're the smarter one in this scenario, especially when they had the upper hand and they're the narcissist, the one that's in control typically. And it's like, well, you have a medical degree, so maybe you are right. Like, and I start apologizing for how I acted when you fucked me over in the first place. So there's a lot yeah. of times where you have to like sit there. And now that I know what it is, and now I know when I'm someone is trying to gaslight me, I'm like, no, like, you're not about to fuck me over and invalidate me this time. Like, you don't get to ha- control the narrative, and mm-hmm. I'm able to. You don't get
1: to. Re- you don't get to control how I respond. Only I am in control of how I respond. Also,
0: um, you can't say that you c- didn't hurt someone. You have no control over, say, of what you did if it did not or did hurt someone. If someone's hurt by something that you did, you have no say over that. Yeah. You have no say over the pain to inflict on somebody else. That's all I have to say on that one. And that's a fucking Louis C.K. quote, and I fucking hate that. I hate Louis C.K. He's a pedophile. So (laughs) I don't (laughs) like (laughs) him. Nice.
1: (laughs) On that note. (laughs) So we all know what motivation is. It's to fulfill your inner needs and your goals. Like I'm not going to go too much on. Yeah. Like celebrate your little wins, set small achievable goals, have an accountability partner. Even like in certain, like scenarios, we talk a lot about it. Even scenarios where you yeah. feel like you
0: don't need one. Like I have you as an accountability partner, so I don't text my ex.
1: Yeah, you do, and I'm like, no. Remember, remember why? Remember all of the things. Remember the X, Y, and Z.
0: <laughs> remember how ugly he was. Remember his nose, it's like shit like that. Remember,
1: remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the flip flops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all oh, the flip flops <laughs> um Another component is empathy. Um, yes. This is a hard one for people who are not empaths. I think um, I am an empath. My boyfriend is an empath. Loki sometimes hate
0: it. Um, I sometimes wonder if I'm. Not, I don't know if I'm an empath or I. My intuition is just very good, and I can read. Yeah. Other people's energy very well. I don't know. If, you you don't you do not have to be an empath to
1: have empathy. Okay.
0: Because I was, I was like, um, I, well, I've heard empaths can read people like an energy in the room very well i can i can walk into a room and i can tell you the energy i can tell you something's off and i don't know if it's with one person or not like my ex i'm not telling you which one it is um but whenever i have been around that person i don't know if it's a soul connection that we have or what but i can read like i can i can i just know when he when he's off when something's up when he's hiding things when he's lying i can just literally read his emotions and i don't know if it's a woman's Mm -hmm. intuition or is my i mean my intuition is great on everything i know when like you're i can tell when you're lying i can tell when a lot of people are lying i can tell when my someone's just hiding things from me when i walk into a room and the energy's just off if someone has bad intentions things like that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i don't know that makes me an empath or what?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Psychic? I'm still, uh, still a little <laughs> psychic. I'm still a little bit like, still learning about em- empaths in general. But like, I've always just been me, very intuitive. Yeah. So, so showing empathy is like being able to understand how another person is feeling, but it goes beyond just like understanding, but it gives you the ability to like, yeah, it gives you ability to like respond to people based on the information that you've learned about them and the emotions that they're showing you. So you can, it's easier. I think most people can sympathize. Mm -hmm. Um, Empathy is like feeling for them and then responding in a way. So like if someone if someone comes over to your house and you guys were supposed to go do something, but they start crying, you're not going to just like get up and still go do it. You're going to like, you know you're going to understand where they're coming like from you're really going to go get them Kleenexes you're go- but you're going to like sit there with them yeah. and you're going to respond differently um for me i take on the emotion so um wait so every time i've like, cried around you do you like want to get like
0: super sad and like yes <laughs> oh yes my God, like
1: i'm so sorry i i had a i am a speech therapist i had a kid come in and um they started to cry I literally had to bite my tongue so I wouldn't cry. I watched someone walk for the first time and cried tears. No wonder I, when I feel I feel so much emotion that it's exhausting sometimes. No wonder when so me and the I doctor going to fight you were ready to punch fucking bricks. Yes, <laughs> like I, like I I very much absorb other people's emotions and I think that's why I'm so much an Enneagram 9 and I like kind of I don't want to say I like conform to the situation but i like i'm very like easy moving with the situation but like i really feel other people's emotions like if someone's frustrated then i'm frustrated if someone's upset then i get upset and it, it's not necessarily the best thing always mm-hmm. um so every time i've cried I to you
0: about I, a different boy do you just
1: like i like feel like like very upset like i might not visibly show it uh-huh. but like i for the most part yeah a lot of times i try to hold it back because i'm like i'm not gonna fucking cry she's gonna make it worse
0: so <laughs> so i get like but, that's the thing like i get super awkward with those scenarios like when people like cry at work or like yeah if like you came to me like you've came to me crying before and everything like that and, Like i don't get awkward around you because we have a very no, close connection no. but if somebody yeah. I, like, i'm more of acquaintance with or like if someone's crying because they're leaving their job or whatever it may be i'm like eh Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you, but, but you can empathize with them in the sense that like you can understand that they're upset and like you can respond in a way that's going to make them feel feel loved and better. Yeah. You might just personally feel awkward, but so like some ways to build up your empathy, like say you say you're like really good at sympathizing with people, but like empathy wise, you're just like, "Eh." Mm yeah. Be more open to sharing your feelings. I think a lot of empaths are yeah. very open and just share a lot. I don't um, do that. Yeah, <laughs> me
0: like my boyfriend and I talk about our feelings all the
1: time. It's I literally just, was over at your we house. We are
0: great. Was over at your house Monday night, and I was like, I'm not gonna cry. Like I'm just, I'm not gonna cry. And you're like, I it's knew okay. you were gonna cry. I was like, it's okay to cry. I'm gonna go get you a Kleenex. Like, like it's I'm fine. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna. I,
1: well, I said, do you need a Kleenex? And then it was like tears, and I was like, yep, mm-hmm, I'll be back. Um. <laughs> (laughs) Um, but like another way to like show empathy or like be involved in other people is to like be a part of like some sort of community organization, whether that's like, I was going to say a chess club because I just finished the (laughs) queen's gambit. (laughs) Low key want to learn how to play chess. Also that should have been my captivation. I kind of forgot. I watched it. It was so good. Anyways, back onto empathy. Um, So like join a local chess club and like, you know, like, get involved in an organization that means a lot to you. Like, just, like, you know, things that are, like, that hit you emotionally. Um, start listening. <laughs> You're just still on the chess club. I'm just going to, like, <laughs> barrel through you. Um I think another thing that will help build empathy is like listening to others. And when I say listening, not just like sitting there on your phone, like halfway listening, like actively listening, engaging in the conversation. The more you listen to people and hear about their emotions, the more you're going to feel that empathy. And then also like, this is so cliche, but like try to imagine like what they're going through, like put yourself in their shoes, try to walk their walk, um, as best as you can, because you obviously you're not them and you're not feeling what they're feeling. But it does help if you put yourself like in that situation, like, okay, like if they're going through a breakup, be like, okay, so what if me and my boyfriend broke up? Like, how would I feel? Um, so it just, it just helps you. It just helps the conversation flow a little bit better and shows, I think shows, some emotional intelligence cuz that's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to be empathetic towards people. I, Sometimes you're like, "Eh, I've got my own shit going on. Like I don't want to worry about yours." See, So it I'm, takes
0: takes a lot. I I for someone who talks a lot, I am a great listener. I have a lot of my friends yes. come to me with their problems. Uh but it's also I'm it's very narcissistic in the way that I'm also a good listener because I want to listen to your problems. I'm not going to offer advice unless you ask me for advice. But I was going to say, you're really good about like not offering advice. Like you'll just because listen. Because I don't like so. when people give just unsolicited advice to me. Um, yep, yep, so yep. I'm like, if I ask for your advice, that's when I want it. So typically people will just, I'll be like, I can tell they want to talk about something. I'm like, just tell me. Just come on, tell me. You got my undivided attention. I'll listen. And then... If they want advice, I can offer it and everything. But I just like listening to other people's problems because it distracts me from my own problems. Um... But, like, I mean, like, I had a friend— That's not—it's—yeah, it's it's not a bad reason. No, I had a friend recently who was in a new relationship, and she's struggling with intimacy and everything like that, and I just let her listen to me because it was something that I could relate to, and I could understand where she was coming from, and I was like, do you want my opinion, and everything like that. So I was able to um, do that. But, yeah, naturally, like, just i have always noticed a lot of people will just emotionally open up to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. People would just literally tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. And I'm, yeah, even I mean, strangers, ha- strangers literally at like work will just tell me like, oh, me and my husband just got divorced. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um. You have a very like trustworthy esque to you that didn't make any sense, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate like, that. I appreciate people feel like they can confide in me. Um, mm-hmm. And I also like, am really good at keeping secrets. I'm like one of the best secret keepers that I know. Um, Mm -hmm. this is true. I, I also love knowing everyone's secrets too.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It does. It does kind of give you the upper hand Mm -hmm.
0: there. (laughs) It's
1: like, don't screw over Emily. She knows
0: my (laughs) secrets.
1: (laughs) Um, the last component is social skills. And I know being a speech therapist, I know everyone doesn't have the best social skills or social skills may come harder to other people, or they may have a hard time with people. A lot of people have a hard time with eye contact. A lot of People have a hard time reading nonverbal cues, Um, but social skills allow you to build stronger relationships with others, and it allows you to understand yourself deeper and also the people that you have relationships with. So some things that you can do to enhance your social skills will be like active listening, um, trying to learn like verbal communication skills, and then also the nonverbal ones
0: you're really great at that because you confirm people like you're the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> that one TikTok I am mm-hmm. literally that yeah. TikTok Totally. Absolutely. She like gets into it. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish is- you guys
1: could see Emily. She's like about to like smash her head on the <laughs> mic.
0: That's you. Um, that is you. I love that because it lets, like it's active listening. It lets me know. Cause I, that's my one thing when I'm ever, I am talking, um or like venting or whatever i especially like in a, like if i'm talking to a romantic partner i cannot stand when like they're looking somewhere else and I, they're not looking at me and i'm talking to them and i'm just like, like are you actually listening to me and so mm-hmm. you'll i we both do it whenever like we get up to walk away from another person that's talking We're, we both always say like i'm listening so like yeah yeah
1: it's like I want you to know like I just need to like go and do this while it's on my mind but I'm like still listening to you yeah like I think the biggest thing about social skills one is like showing that you're actually interested and getting to know the person like asking the questions asking the open-ended questions like not staying in that like surface conversation level yeah and then another good thing to do and you're really good about this, Emily, is finding something that you have in common with that person and that being the initiate the initiator in the conversation. Like starting out with like, I don't know, like the like that one time that you and that girl had the same name and you liked makeup. Like I just feel like you're like you're good about finding
0: one of the doctor's friends? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. such a people person. I can literally make a conversation mm-hmm. about anything. Like I literally had a girl come into work the other day who we both were fair skin and redheads and we just I don't know I'm I, it's really easy for me to make connections with people I have always been that way even I, it's, literally as long as I can know like I've never struggled I, I did struggle making friends when I was bullied but like I think out of that I knew how to be a better friend to people and just how to be like nice and approachable to where um, yeah. people yeah. could feel like they could just talk to you about anything. And I think just having a lot of friends that are not in one friend group and having just a multitude of different friends and able to bring everybody mm-hmm. together that way and yep. make everybody feel like connected and important and valued in that moment is one of my special qualities. And I think it also makes yeah. me what makes me a good leader and boss sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And like, you bring up a good point so you have say you have a lot of different people in a lot of different circles it's important to like really take note of the person that you're with social skills so like if they're more of a shy person you don't want to necessarily be like this loud energetic bubbly person like kind of meeting them where they are socially so that they don't feel so overwhelmed by the amount that you're putting out if yeah. they're not quite there to meet you it's just kind of like reading the
0: room kind and of I thing and i think when you're really intuitive like that it's easier for you to do and everything yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think another thing, which I'm a little controversial on this topic is like, if you can and are comfortable, like maintaining some sort of eye contact is nice. Now I know everyone, everyone is different with eye contact and some people are just super uncomfortable with it and some people just aren't good at it. And so it's not a requirement, but at least like somewhat showing like whether that's like positioning your body. So you're more like in front of them. You don't have to like, it's, after a while, it's weird looking at somebody's eyes. Like, everybody feels it. Uh, me, it's just one of those, like, unspoken things. <laughs> For me,
0: it's not that I have a fear of eye contact. It is if you're talking to me and we're looking into the others' eyes – I cannot process a single fucking word you're saying because I'm so hyper focused on making eye contact with you. Yeah, if yeah,
1: you there's too there's too much stress on the like actually looking at your eyeballs. Yeah. I'm not and that's even just like listening. I have
0: ADD, and I just I literally cannot um, focus on like pr- and process what you are saying um, by mm-hmm. looking in your eyes. I would have to, I literally will look at someone's mouth um, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at your. That's where you honestly. That's where you should look if because that's where the words
1: come and if yeah. you miss something auditorily you can at least maybe see it visually on their yeah. lips so. i'm always
0: so worried but like when i am acting um in order to look like we're making eye contact we are always told look with your left eye at the, the person's right eye
1: oh um
0: nice. that's what we're told an, nice. an to do when we're acting in film but yeah most of the time um i always cheat my body to face um the person yeah um or I will give, like, a touch of recognition to know that they are listening if I'm not making eye contact in a way or, mm-hmm. or a verbal um, command that says I, I am listening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, too, taking note of the person that you're with's body language is another thing yes. that you can – like, because, I mean, if if they're – I feel like you can tell a lot by someone's body language. You can tell if they're upset. Oh, you can tell if they're stressed. You can tell if they're excited. It's just – and these are things that, like – Almost I would say the majority of people kind of just like no. Yeah. But because I work with the pop a population of people that social skills are hard, it's just something that I like to remind everybody as a whole, because not everyone is good at being social, not everyone's the social butterfly. Sometimes social scenarios are extremely anxiety producing oh, and absolutely. are stressful yeah. and like just like give so much nervousness. So uh like I think to an extent, yes, you have to have some sort of social skills, but this would be the one that I would be like, eh, I don't know if that really like (sighs) emotional intelligence. I don't know if like that has to be a key component, but I think you do have to be able to communicate with that, like the person, if you're like in some sort of relationship. so. So
0: for me, if I, and this is because I've literally dated so many fucking different types of people. Um, I, my first boyfriend I ever had was literally had the worst social anxiety i could ever imagine and it was something that i realized at the time i could not date somebody who was like this i could not be somebody who like we went to prom together and he literally would not let me go off without him um and i was like Okay, like, I can be sympathetic to you, but I also need independence. You are being very codependent on me right now, and I can't do that. This is before I realized I had codependency issues, because he's the one who inflicted them on me. Um, (laughs) Love that. (laughs) so fun. But, like, yeah, I was just like, okay, like, I need to have some type of independence. Now, if I am at a party, and I think back to, like, when I was in college, when I actually, like, went to house parties and things like that, but when I'm in like in a social gathering and it's like, I'm the host of the party or like I'm the one who brings the friend or something. And I know that the person I am bringing is not a social butterfly and um it's more introverted. I don't mind if they hang around me, like while I'm going to like different types of people or whatever. Um, But if it's the opposite and I'm the one that's like being invited somewhere or like I'm going to someone's house or whatever. And like, I don't know anybody. Like when I meet my the guy i'm dating's friends or whatever i try to not be so counter dependent on that person that i'm with and try even though like i'm stressed the fuck out because i want everybody in this place to like me um i feel like i take on like another persona of myself not different persona but like i just become you just yeah I, you just I project my personality a lot more so i therefore I can just bounce around and I can mingle amongst people by myself so I don't feel like that person needs me because I've seen mm-hmm. what it's like on the opposite side but yeah, I, I think that's why like whenever I have like a group of friends around like at my birthday or whatever it may be and I know one people don't know each other I try to make sure everybody feels included and I try to make sure mm-hmm. everybody like you're really good about that yeah thanks I try very hard because I know what it's like to feel excluded and so that's yeah. I think being on the opposite yeah. end of that too but I've also been on dates to where I i usually can i can most of the guys i've dated can usually read body language very well um i don't think the doctor was really really picked up on it that well at the beginning of the relationship that i am not a physically touched person do not fucking touch me i do not like it and there's been other guys i've dated who are very physical touch people and i'm like this is a lot please get off of me like i'm talking like entangled wrap every single orifice around me and i'm like no thank I you i'm being suffocated um <laughs> yeah <laughs> over time i got used to it but i think women are like i said like i think that's something that they're a lot more intuitive of reading body language than men are and I'm not say men can't get that way i just think it takes a little bit more awareness of a woman's social cues you can tell when somebody wants to be touched if a woman is like has like doesn't have her arms in front of her chest if her chest is like pronounced forward if her body's relaxed, loose yeah Mm -hmm. if her legs are facing towards you if they're not crossed off and everything like that that is a sign that a woman like wants like you to like like she is fine if you touch her and I kind of embrace her yeah yeah Yeah. um Mm -hmm. when she is completely crossed off and everything and like cuddled up like in a small little ball trying to be the smallest version of herself she can be don't fucking lay a hand on her she does not want to be touched you
1: know you say all this and i'm like no wonder like guys didn't hit on me at the bar i always would be with my arms crossed
0: yeah it just gives off a signal that like you don't want to be bothered like i don't really want to be bothered yeah uh, if you think about it if a most guy- of the
1: time most of the time i was in a relationship but like i've really only been hit on the bar that on at a bar a couple times most of them were in wilmington remember how i used to get free drinks all the time
0: (laughs) so if you want to be able to tell if a guy doesn't want to be bothered if he has his hands in his pockets usually um that usually is a sign because for women when your arms are crossed um, and your legs are crossed you are protecting um your most vulnerable parts so your boobs and your vagina um for a guy when his hands are in his pockets he's protecting his junk Um, And so Hmm. you're protecting the most vulnerable parts of your body um, when you're closed off like that. So that's how I've always been able to read um, uh, emotions. Now, if like a woman's legs can be crossed, like I'm talking like tightly crossed, but we're talking relaxed, though. If any way that her body language is getting or male or whatever, they if they cross their legs, if they're leaning towards you, if their leg is like extended forward a little bit towards you or the knee is towards you in any way any signal that their body is leaning towards you it means that they are they like you they're open to you they are, would be fine with your touch kind of thing i've learned that very i feel I that in high school honestly with theater and acting um yeah how to read no, language. it makes sense it makes sense yeah. and they're gonna try and get closer to you if they, if they like mm-hmm. you they're gonna lean in more they're gonna try and actively listen to you and hear you a little bit better so those are like little social cues i like to let
1: people know about. yeah yeah. Well, those are all the components. Bennett could have done a way better job explaining it <laughs> on The Bachelorette instead of just like being like, you have a two of the five or whatever he said to whatever that kid's name is. I still can't remember. Mustachio man. Mustache man. But
0: but yeah, yeah. I think this was a really great episode. I, guess, I think so, too. I did not know this much about emotional availability and intelligence. So I'm glad I know you share this with us. And especially I feel like you have yes. a great insight into this since you what your job is and everything. Yeah, well,
1: and I just think there's a lot of parts of it that, like, my 20-year-old self, like, definitely was not self-regulatory, like, wasn't very aware of my... You know, I just feel like as you get older and as you're put into situations... And well, as you get to know yourself. And as you get to know yourself and as your brain fully develops, like, you are you just learn so much. And I, I feel like in five years from now, I'll be, you know, even more knowledgeable about myself and my feelings and my emotions and could even be a little bit different, you know? So it's just, I think it's one of those things where like, I don't think you can ever be like, I have all, all the components. So therefore I'm emotionally intelligent. I think it's kind of like one of those things that kind of ebbs and flows. And as you get older, it, you know, it changes with you and, um, there's always room for growth and learning and, um, just being like, me, being more aware of it will help you i think understand other people too and for how sure. how where they are emotionally as compared to you and might save you from a relationship that isn't really going to probably
0: work out. Is that so. a survival tip for the week? Yeah. Yeah. It it is. Is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Anytime. You can write me a letter. Oh questions. my god. Okay. Anyway. No, I don't I don't know anything
1: <laughs> past any I know nothing past what I said today. So You're an empath and that's what Gives you credibility. There we go. Yay. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> well, I guess that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gals Scout in our secret Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social media, which we'll have linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. We love to read them, and it really does help us out. So
0: thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.